Legacies are often built in unimpressive locations. Legacies and futures are built in the secret places when nobody's watching. My son Judah loves chocolate milk, and I found over time that Judah doesn't want pre-made chocolate milk from the store. He wants to make it himself with regular 2% milk and Nesquik chocolate syrup. It is his preference, and it must be so. The last few times we made chocolate milk, I noticed right when I screwed the lid onto his sippy cup, he would start crying tears, and I mean buckets of tears, every time I would screw the lid onto his sippy cup. I got frustrated over time. Judah, I don't understand. You wanted chocolate milk. You have your chocolate milk. We made your chocolate milk the way you want it. Why are you crying? Tears kept flowing, and I noticed every time we made chocolate milk, he'd have the time of his life. But when I screwed the lid onto the sippy cup, tears flowing again. Finally, in frustration, I walked to my room, and I looked at my beautiful wife, Rachel, and said, I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. I've lost my patience. He asked for milk. We made the milk. We put the Nesquik chocolate syrup in the milk, and he's crying. Every time we're done, he's crying. And I'll never forget, my wife Rachel looked at me in wisdom and discernment and said, Sweetheart, it's not about the milk. He's crying because when you screw the lid on to the sippy cup, he feels that his quality time with daddy is over. It's about the time spent making it together. It's not about the milk. And I realized that my two-year-old Judah was crying every time I screwed the lid on because he associated that lid with the closing of quality time with daddy. Time spent was coming to an end. Who would think something in mundane as chocolate milk could make such an impact? Yet we find that the most important things we do are often found in the mundane. How are you spending your time? I don't know about you, but as for me, when I'm done making the chocolate milk, I've learned to take his hand and say, let's go play, so that those tears will stop flowing. There's one thing that this COVID-19 crisis has given us all in common, and that is time. We all have more time than we've had before. What are you doing with your time? Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about some things that we can ask ourselves. What now? What do I do now? What am I supposed to do in this season? We're going to look to the Great Commission and see what Jesus told us to do and draw the direction from his map and make sure that we're walking in his footsteps through this time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about the milk. It's not about the time. It's about what you're doing with the time. Thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. Let's go.
So how are you holding up through the COVID-19 crisis? It's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's a weird world that we're living in. I'm currently sitting uh, at my office at my church, and this is the most I've been out of the house in the last week. Very unusual for me, and it's probably extremely unusual for you to be at home. And what I want to talk about in today's episode of the Noteworthy Podcast is what now? What do we do with our time right now? Everybody's talking about how things were before this happened. Everybody's speculating on what things will be like after the pandemic is over. But what about now? What are we supposed to do during this season? And I would encourage you to focus on prayer, people, and purpose. It's been kind of my life song this year. My, I want my life to be centered around prayer, people, and my purpose. Everything that I do is centered around those three things. I was talking to somebody the other day uh, about what things will be like when it's over. And I, I was speaking to a, a dear friend and I told him, man, when this is over, people are going to be so thankful for church. And when this is over, they're going to be so thankful for their pastor. And man, when this thing is over, we're just going to be on fire. And I believe that to an extent, but uh, I felt like the Lord began to convict me just a little bit, because if you look through scripture, hardship didn't always make people more spiritual. It all depended about the clay that God was working with. Did they have a hardened heart or were they sensitive to the spirit of God? And, you know, Brother Scott Graham likes to use the illustration that, uh, you know, clay can be molded or if it's under the sun, it can be hardened. It's the same uh, material you're working with, but the atmosphere it's living in will determine what it will be. And I really believe that through this crisis that you will be the end result of what you do right now through this crisis. When this is over, what you're doing right now is going to determine how close to God you will be. Let me use a scripture uh, to kind of reference back to this because I feel like this is important. Walk with me and look with me in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 16, you're probably familiar with the story of Moses and the burning bush experience. Uh, and he's was told by God to go to Pharaoh and free the children of Israel from Egyptian slavery. He goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And after all of this, God answers their prayers and they are delivered from Egyptian bondage. Look with me. And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. Now, the Lord put this scripture on my heart this week. I want you to think about this. Uh, we're a month into this, we have just entered into the second month of pandemic. It reminds me a little bit about of what I'm reading in Exodus. On the 
15th day of the second month. We're almost there during this COVID-19 crisis, just a week or two away from that. After they're departing out of the land of Egypt, and watch this, are they, are they thankful for what God has done? Are they thankful for what God has brought them through? Let's look. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Okay, so this is over. Egyptian slavery is over. Everything they prayed for is done. God has delivered them, and yet they are murmuring against Moses and Aaron and against the people of God and against the will and the plan of God. So in Scripture, every time God answers uh, their prayer doesn't mean that they respond correctly. And this is what I'm trying to tell you on the podcast today. You need to make sure that that you understand that what we're going through is temporary right now, and it will come to an end. What are you going to be when this is over? And I'm trying to tell you that what you do right now Praying every day, connecting with people every day, remembering that your purpose is a kingdom purpose every day, that is going to determine whether you're murmuring when this is over or you're rejoicing. Because not everybody is going to come back to church and rejoice if they are complaining about how God decided to do things. Okay, so they're you, the children of Israel in Exodus, they're used to man feeding them. Look, verse three, and the children of Israel said unto them, would to God we have died in the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and we did eat bread till we were full? Okay, so yeah, they're in slavery. Yeah, it was terrible, but at least they were fed. So some of us are doing that right now. Man, before this happened, God, I was so blessed. Before this happened, I had so many meetings booked and they're all canceled. And God, it would have been better if, and wow, wow. And we cry and we complain. And God is saying, listen, you need to trust my plan. And if I'm talking to a young minister right now, maybe you've had some meetings canceled. Listen, God is in control. And they said, for we have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So watch what God does. And it's a good thing I'm not God because I probably would have sent a famine and, and a plague right then and said, I'm done with these people. They're so unthankful. Thank goodness I am not God because he is so much more kind and merciful than any human being on the planet. Then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. God is literally saying that even for those that are complaining, I'm going to provide for them. But notice that something shifted. A, a people that were used to relying on their captors to feed them are now relying on God to feed them. What are you doing right now with your time? How are you responding in the wilderness? Are you used to man providing for you and now you're completely reliant on God? sounds a little bit like my situation right now. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work out. I'm not 100% sure how all the bills are going to get paid, but I'll tell you one thing. God is a better provider than man. And if you will rely on God, he is going to bring you through this. 
So where are we? What are we looking at? How are we responding? Well, I present to you today that what you do right now is going to determine how you respond when this is all over. Let's look at what Jesus said in Matthew 28, and let's go back to our purpose. Let's go back to who we are. Listen, anytime you stretch a muscle, if it's hurting, if you stretch it, it's going to help. And God is stretching us. He's stretching the church. He's stretching us past our comfort zone. He's stretching us past what we're used to. He's stretching us past tradition. I feel like the church needed this. I feel like the church has been given a grand opportunity to get back to the basics and be intuitive and be creative about how we reach a lost world. Let's look together in Matthew 28. I want us to think on Matthew 28 and the Great Commission, and we're going to get into that and read that in just a moment. Um, But I also want to just give us some practical uh, and spiritual application before we dive into that. Um, because it's one thing I love about podcasts is you can really break things down in a practical sense, and it can be so helpful for people that are going through this situation. Um, no matter where you're at in your relationship with God, no matter where you're at right now, God is going to help us through this. But uh, just three points that I want to help us with that we need to learn and apply to our lives through this season. Three things that we need to do, Okay. Number one, you need to learn to submit to the spiritual authority in your life. Learn to submit to your pastor. Now, I'm going to get on a soapbox for just a moment here, and then I promise I'll get right off that box. But if you are watching another church's live stream while your church's live stream is going on, I do not believe that God honors that. I believe that you should be hearing the voice of your pastor, the voice of your shepherd, the person God has placed in your life. And the worst thing you could do is be like the children of Israel and be complaining, just like they murmured against Moses and Aaron, the very ones who went to Pharaoh and freed them. Your pastor is the one who went before the enemy and said, listen, you can't have them. And they fought for your soul to bring you out of the slavery of sin and the bondage of wickedness. They're your Moses and your Aaron. And it would be a shame for you to complain, well, I can't believe my pastor canceled church, or I can't believe that that my pastor did this or that. That is the worst thing you could be doing right now. Whatever your pastor has prayed about and has heard from God to do, that is what you need to be doing. Support them. Don't look to some pastor in a different state. Don't look to some other leader uh, outside of Pentecost. Goodness, don't even get me started on that. Look to your pastor and say, what has God given him? Because he is the person that God has placed over our lives. If you'll submit to spiritual authority in your life, God is going to bless you for it. Um, you know, I, I really feel like these live streams, um, I've seen some people, you know, well, my church has a live stream, but this other church has a higher quality camera. They're more organized. Okay, well, that's great. I respect every church that is doing things with excellence. 
But for that pastor who doesn't know how to do anything except get on Facebook Live, if he's your shepherd, he's the the voice that you need in your life. All right, I'm stepping off the box now. Number two, learn to pray every day. I hope that you were praying every day before this started. But if you're not praying every day right now, I don't know what will cause you to pray every day if this will not. Um, If this situation is not bringing you closer to God, then I really do not know what will. And you need to pray about your spirit and pray that God will save you and that he'll help you because uh, you might be a little bit like Pharaoh and your heart might be hardened against the voice of God if this is not bringing you closer to him in this season. Learn to pray every day. Um, You can listen to the Devote 365 podcast uh, by UPCI Youth Ministries every single day. And yes, that uh, is my voice you're hearing. I'm sorry you had to hear my voice again, but uh, it's not my content. (laughs) And so I'm the reader. But listen, the content is absolutely unbelievable. And it's an incredible devotion for every single day of the year. But number three, you need to learn faithfulness in this season. That means, and I'm not talking about faithfulness in the normal term toward your family. I'm saying that you need to be faithful to your family and spending time with them. And you need to be faithful to your church and supporting what your church can do. You need to be calling your pastor and say, Pastor, what can I do to help? I know that we're not gathering right now, but what can I do? Do you have a strategic prayer plan? Is there something I can walk through every day in the spirit to help you? Pastor, how can I pay my tithes right now? The the offering plate isn't coming in front of me like it used to. What are some ways that I can give? Learn to be faithful through this time and God is going to bless you. And what God is doing, if we'll take those three things and look, let's look back to our purpose. Let's look to the great commission. Let's look at what God has called us to do. And God is going to help us. The main reason that I feel to draw your attention to Matthew 28 today, the great commission is because just because we're in an unusual state doesn't mean the church should not be doing what we always do. And regarding the words of Jesus, just like we always have. If anything, we need that more than ever in our lives. So the Great Commission, a commission means in the dictionary an instruction, a command, or a duty given to a person. It's a Great Commission because Jesus so clearly told us what we needed to do after his ascension. And too often, we treat the Great Commission more like the great recommendation, like it's just something God has recommended that we do. But that is not the case. God has given us instruction. He has given us a command uh, to his church, to his people. Matthew 28, verse 16. This is the New King James Version. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, They worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus' commission included four things. Go, make disciples, baptize, and teach. What now? This is what we should be doing right now. We should be committed to these things more so than ever in this season. This is what God has called us to do. And I want to encourage you that you are not alone. Be creative. It doesn't have to be perfection. You don't have to be uh, licensed with Hollywood to record with a professional camera to reach people right now. Get on Instagram. Get on Facebook. Do a Zoom Bible study. You know, I've been so privileged to get to unite with youth pastors in my area. I'm doing a, a Bible study on Thursday night with three other youth pastors on a Zoom call, and we're going to stream that Zoom call to Facebook Live. Listen, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a bunch of faces on a screen, probably with a lot of delay and a chat box where we're all chatting with each other. It's not going to be perfect, but it will be effective. And it is going to help us to connect. This is one of the few times in your life where quality is not greater than quantity. You need to you need to be reaching people. You need to have quantity over quality right now. Everything's turned upside down. The world is different right now. And it doesn't have to be a perfect format for you to reach the world. You know, we teamed up with Brittany Scott, Frankie Taylor, and Eleni Young, and my wife and I teamed up and hosted a concert called For Me and My House, an online acoustic concert by Apostolic Artist. And we had over 13,000 people uh, connect and watch on that concert because people are hungry. The, the, the audio was not good. The video was bad. It, it was not a perfect concert but we put it together to bless people. We're all learning how to get through this together. But here's what I want you to remember. You are not alone. This is the great commission of God, but here's what I want to close with. And this is what I feel in my heart to tell you. We have to do this together. Likeness of purpose and mission is our greatest strategy to reach sinners and our greatest resource to strengthen saints. If we're going to see his great commission accomplished, we have to make it our great co-mission. We have to decide that we can't do this by ourselves and we need to unite with each other and God is going to help us. This is our co-mission so we can see his commission fulfilled in our lives. What I want to do is I want us to close out in prayer. Um, there's a lot of unforeseen future in front of us. We don't know about uh, summer camps right now. We don't know if uh, church camps are going to be canceled. We don't know what's going to happen. And what we have to do is we have to pray. And we have to pray strategically and intentionally. Would you pray with me? Lord, in Jesus' name, I want to pray for each individual listener right now that you would bless them. I pray that your hand of encouragement would be upon them right now. Lord, I pray for every pastor. Lord, I pray for every youth leader. I pray for every saint. God, I pray for sinners right now. I pray for prodigals, that they would come home. God, I pray that you'd stir the waters of baptism and that 
we'd see more people filled with the Holy Ghost through this hardship than ever before. God, I pray that you would use this for your glory and so that your kingdom might be expanded. God, I pray, Lord, for our summer. Lord, I pray that somehow you would cure us of all sickness and that you would wipe it off the face of the earth, Lord. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, so that we can have a great summer filled with fellowship and camps. But God, if you choose not to do so, we're still going to serve you. We're still going to love you. We're still going to be faithful. Lord, when our pastor and our leadership has to make hard decisions, we're going to support them and follow them. God, I pray for the United Pentecostal Church International. I pray for our leadership that you would bless them and help them as they're making difficult decisions regarding the rest of this year. God, I pray for our president and his staff. I pray for our vice president. Lord, I pray, Lord, for political leaders, Lord, that you would help them. I pray, Lord, for our doctors and our nurses and our medical staff, that you would protect them. God, we thank you for them. We thank you for the science and knowledge that you have provided to us so that we can find a cure. Help us to work together. Lord, I pray for businesses that are being affected. I pray, Lord, that you would help the small business owner that feels like he's going bankrupt. I pray that you would send him or her a financial miracle because we know that you're able to do so. I pray that you would help churches and their financial status, Lord, that are having to close their doors but not their hearts. And I pray that you would send miraculous help to them so that when this is all over, they can turn the lights back on. Lord, I feel your presence here right now. And I thank you for each individual that's listening to this podcast in Jesus' name. Guys, I love you so much. I feel so privileged to get to be a part of your day. I am sorry that I missed an episode last week. Um, I've really tried to bunker down with my family and and try to spend as much time with the wife and kids as possible. Uh, and also keeping up with the Devote 365 podcast. I was just not able to release an episode last week, but we are staying on a weekly schedule. We will be sure to try to pump out an episode for you every Sunday. If you're looking for some good apostolic podcast, I would recommend the Spirited Podcast, um, the Restorationist Podcast, Devote 365, UPCI Youth Ministries Podcast, the Simplified Podcast with Brother LJ Harry. There are so many great apostolic podcasts. Even Faith and Finance is a great one uh, where it talks about how your faith and your finances work side and side uh, uh, with each other to help you get through this situation. So, uh We thank you for listening, and I pray that you would be safe, take precautions, but don't live in fear. God is with us, and he's going to help us in Jesus' name. We love you guys. See you next week on the Noteworthy Podcast.